Hello there, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night, whenever and wherever you are, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Addicted Host Tonight, your one-stop podcast for all things Jane Austen. So last week we looked at Jane's family, her mother, her father, her brothers and her sister, and today we're going to look at her early childhood. So just a a quick recap, Uh, Jane was the seventh of eight children and the second of two daughters and she was born in a village called Steventon where her father was the rector of the local church. Now Jane, um, unlike a lot of authors that you hear about, did actually have a, a very happy childhood and her family were very loving very supportive and Jane's love of writing and literature began at a a very young age. For a start um, and it is quite sad to have to say this but this is what the times were like Uh, Jane's father was very liberal in his views and he allowed his daughters to read whatever they wanted from the family library But also their mother um, absolutely loved writing. She was very creative, very funny. She used to write a lot of her recipes in poem and she used to write poems for Jane when she couldn't attend a ball or something like that. Um, So Jane was really sort of instilled with this love of literature from a very, very young age. Not only was Jane encouraged at home, but she did also have some formal schooling, uh, which again, very sad to say that it's rather an uncommon thing uh, for girls to get some schooling. Um, When Jane was about seven years old, the Austins decided that they wanted to send their elder daughter, Cassandra, to school, um, possibly to learn more feminine things like sewing and dancing and drawing and that sort of stuff that they perhaps weren't getting in a house full of boys because if you remember not only did they have six brothers but they were also taking in boarders from around the area that George Austin would train uh, and teach and help get into Oxford University and Oxford is where Jane goes uh, to this school because she and Cassandra were so close she wouldn't allow Cassandra to go by herself. Uh, so they go to a school in Oxford um, run by a lady called Mrs Corley who perhaps wasn't the nicest of ladies um, but she taught the girls and they went with her to Southampton when she moved to the school there but unfortunately that is where Jane and Cassandra and their cousin uh, another Jane as well they all caught typhus um, which of course is a horrible horrible illness and the girls were really very very sick. Um, Mrs Austin, uh, Cassandra Senior and the mother of the cousin, uh, another Jane, <laughs> people are so creative with naming in this time, um, they go down to Southampton and they take care of the girls. Um, but unfortunately, though the girls recover, the aunt, Jane, she 
dies from typhus, from looking after the girls. The girls stay at home then for, for another year or so, just over a year. And then when Jane is nine, um, the parents decide to send Cassandra, but knowing they'd have to send Jane as well, uh, to another school. And this is a school in Reading called the Abbey School. And it's not very far away from where my sister used to live when she was at university. So there's her claim to fame. Um, unfortunately, this school was rather expensive. Um, and Mr Austin also had other financial responsibilities for his other children. Um, his Two of his sons, Francis and Charles, wanted to join the Navy, so they were at the Naval Academy. Henry was at university, um, and James was at university as well. Um, George, their second boy, if you remember from last week, he was disabled, so um, he didn't do anything like that, didn't go to university and things like that, but they did have to pay for him to be looked after by a local family. And the third brother, Edward, was by this time being looked after, adopted really by the Knight family, who were cousins, second cousins of Mr. Austin. So Jane and Cassandra as well, they, they never finished their full time at, at the Abbey School in Reading. And because of this, you will find that on a lot of these clickbaity articles and videos and top 10 lists of famous successful high school dropouts, a lot of people will put Jane on that list. And I think it is a little bit more complicated than that. Yes, she did go to school and stopped attending before she was able to finish her time there. But it is a, a completely different context from what a high school dropout would be today. To start with, um, it is rather uncommon that Jane and Cassandra went to school in, in the first place. They certainly didn't go to learn English, math, science, history, all, all the sort of stuff that children get taught today. Um, if a girl was lucky enough to go to school, it would have been for feminine activities like dancing and sewing and painting and drawing and that sort of thing. So there's no sort of equivalent there. And also, by saying that she's a famous, successful high school dropout, people are saying that her education had a lot to do with her writing, and I would argue that it didn't. Um, like I said, Jane wouldn't have been taught English and things like that. It would have been more feminine, and you can tell from the way that she writes her books that the education that she's used to write them is her worldly education. She has spent years watching people, learning about them, um, watching how they interact with each other and in society as well. So her schooling really wasn't that important to her writing. So it's a bit um, difficult to label her as a successful dropout because her school had nothing to do with it. So once Jane has finished her schooling, uh, she goes back home. And this is where, you know, she gets her education that she uses for her novels. Um, there are a lot of people in the Steventon house that she can watch and observe and learn about. And learn about the different types of people that there are in the world that she can turn into characters. 
And she was really encouraged with this from a very young age. Her family loved putting on plays. Uh, She and her siblings used to put on uh, little dramas and acts and things like that, sometimes including their cousin Eliza, who Jane simply adored. And her brother James and uh, the fourth brother Henry as well, they did start a magazine, which Jane started to write to contribute to, though she did it uh, anonymously. And you can see from Jane's very early writing, it's very witty and funny and sarcastic, but it's also got that element of the ridiculous that is perhaps not as strong in her later novels. Arguably, that is the influence of having just so many young boys in the house. You know what young boys are like (laughs) with the sublime and the ridiculous. So Jane really started writing um, properly about the age of 11 or, or 12. This is when she starts writing down stories and plays and things like that. And it's a collection that we call her Juvenalia. Um, And that is going to be the topic of next week's episode. We're going to dive in and have a look at some of Jane's earlier writings. So, uh, thank you very much once again for listening to this episode of The Addicted Austenite. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope that you tune in next week when we look at her juvenilia. Um, And as ever, happy reading, your faithful servant, the author.